0: It's really hard to look back on it now and go, what on
2: earth happened?
3: You hear that? That is the sound of hearts breaking all around the
1: world. She's becoming a royal rock star. And
2: mm-hmm. then everything changed. There's
1: a hierarchy of the family. You know, there's leaking, but there's also planting of stories.
0: There was a war against Meghan to suit other people's agendas. It's about hatred. It's about race. It's a dirty game. The pain and suffering of women marrying into this institution, this feeding frenzy.
2: I realized they're never going to protect you.
0: I was terrified. I didn't want history to repeat itself.
1: No one knows the full truth. We know the full truth.
2: He knows the full truth. That's that's nothing nothing short of a de- declaration of war against the royal family. We shouldn't be surprised. What a vicious attack, though, this is. I mean, that's just the trailer. I haven't seen the, the full documentary. But there's Harry and Meghan trying to blot out, really, blot out the work, the life's work, and effort, everything that Queen Elizabeth II represented. And really, it's an effort to... Blot out the royal family of Britain. Pretty amazing. You're listening to Stephen Flurry. This is The Trumpet Daily. We appreciate you joining our growing audience. You can get to the live video stream of this show on our website, thetrumpet.com. Just go to thetrumpet.com forward slash live, and it'll take you straight to the stream page. And also you can get to uh, the podcast that we post after the fact uh, at our website as well. If you think about their grievances, nobody, they're, it's all manufactured. It's like so much of what we see in our world, in our nations. All of these supposed grievances, the mistreatment, what did he say? Uh, the the pain and the suffering for women, Mary, it's race and it's, I guess, misogyny. You know, r- racial problems, It was wonderful at the start. Who put this upon them? Harry and Meghan. They decided they wanted to break away fine. They walk off with their billions, and then they come up with this, and guess who's behind it all? You notice the end there for Netflix. That's right. The spirit of Antiochus is so strong, and look at how destructive it is. It really and truly just just wants to blot out even the name of Israel, even the name. They're in tight with Barack and Michelle Obama. And again, who knows what's going on behind closed doors. Between those four and Netflix and the aim of this documentary, it's a vicious, vicious attack. It really does remind me of the way the way Satan attacked the Worldwide Church of God following the death of Herbert Armstrong. All of these top ministers in that church that that had such wonderful lives and marriages and, and families and were able to experience things all over the world that were just tremendous. To be a part of the youth programs, the, the festival sites, the, the, the educational program in the church. To support Herbert Armstrong, he was an unofficial ambassador for world peace. He traveled the world meeting with prime ministers, presidents, kings. It was such a wonderful work, and it was growing phenomenally so in the 1980s after he had gotten it cleaned up there at the end of the 70s. So much growth, so many fruits, positive fruits. And, and then these insurrectionists come along, and they talk about how miserable it was to be in the It was like a prison camp. It was like they were, they were shackled to the church, and they couldn't get out. They couldn't escape. They just lied. They revised the history. They lied about it. They, they look right in your face. We saw it in the, the lawsuit over Mystery of the Ages. In court. While giving depositions. Sworn depositions. And they just lie about the history. They revise the history. They talk about how horrible it was. Even as they, their aim was to blot out the church entirely. And they had pretty good success in doing that. God, of course, raised up the ruins through this church, the Philadelphia Church of God. You can read all about that, of course, in Raising the Ruins. The 800 number, by the way, 866-930-3024. But coming back to the royal family and, and where this fits in prophecy... We've had a lot to say about the British royal family over the years, particularly since uh, 2017. This is from my father's book, The New Throne of uh, of David. I think we have, have that here on the table. The New Throne of David. If you don't have a copy of this, remember that uh, 800 number that I just gave to you. And call our operators and request your free copy of The New Throne of David. It says here, When God gave the revelation about the new stone on January 16, 2017, the royal family of Britain was displaced as the royal family of David's throne. It says that was a signal of terrible things to come upon Britain as well as a sharp decline of America and Judah. See, we all factor into this. America, Britain, little Judah in the Middle East. It says, it was also an indication that we would see a rapid decline in in Britain's royal family. Wow, what a statement. That's in the New Throne of David book. A rapid decline in Britain's royal family. It says, look at what began happening to Britain's royal family almost immediately after this change. I mean, who can deny it? Who can deny it? Look at this vicious assault. On the British royal family, Satan's behind it. He's using his Antiochus. The spirit of Antiochus is so strong. And what is it? What, what's the ultimate aim? to just blot out? Ephraim and Manasseh, especially. well, well the, the three. Ephraim, that would be the Great Britain. Manasseh, the United States, and little Judah, or the, the little nation of Israel in the Middle East. Those three, in particular, to blot it out. I'll just read to you what we've read so often, 2 Kings 14 and verse 26. It says, For the Eternal saw the affliction of Israel. He saw that it was very bitter, and whether bond or free, there was no helper for Israel. There was nobody to provide help. The affliction is is so bitter. My father uh, writes about these verses yet again in the latest trumpet magazine, Ready for War. There's a war going on. There's a war against the royal family. There's a war against Donald Trump and his supporters. And Trump appears to be the only one who's willing to fight back. Everybody else wants to surrender to the spirit of Antiochus, to the spirit of deception and lies. My father writes in this Trumpet magazine, he says, This is happening to the modern nations of Israel today, and America's at the top of the list. See, America is at the top of the list, but America is not the only target. So is Britain. So is the British royal family. So is Judah. Verse 27, it says, And the Eternal said not that he would blot out the name of Israel from under heaven, but he saved them by the hand of Jeroboam, the son of Joash. So God has to intervene. These two, Antiochus and Jeroboam, these are the two, the two big personalities or movements in these last days, certainly for the United States. But again, it affects all of us, all of our nations. Ephraim, Manasseh, Judah as well. This is, again, from the, the trumpet magazine, Ready for War. My father says, Whose goal is it to blot out the name of Israel? That would be Satan the devil. He hates everything God stands for, including what God wants to accomplish for the world through his chosen nation. Satan wants to destroy America. He wants to destroy all of these institutions. I mean, God was behind the rise of the, the great British Empire. And, of course, that, that, that family traces its roots all the way back to King David. Of, of course, then, it's going to be a big target. Even if, as I just read to you, even if there was a a change, a pretty significant one at that, in the year 2017, it says here, but God is not going to allow that. He will save Israel temporarily. How? Well, by the hand of Jeroboam. He's going to save us temporarily. God has to do it, though. You look around, there's no help. The affliction's so bitter. It's just like this prophecy says. It says, these are the battle lines. On one side are Satan's forces, led by one man. As we will see, Bible prophecy calls this man an end-time Antiochus because of the way the devil used Antiochus Epiphanes anciently to try to blot out the name of Israel. It says, who is this man today? God says, you shall know them by their fruits. Who is leading the entire movement to fundamentally transform America In destructive ways look at the fruits look at the fruits of uh, this attack in Britain so vicious so many lies like I say they just manufacture all these grievances they just tell lies and the Obamas and Netflix they're quite happy to spread that filth all over the world they want to destroy they want to blot out and so we've got to look to the fruits Yesterday I I talked about those Twitter files and all that's being revealed, these connections, these evil connections between the deep state, big tech, the real collusion story. Tucker did a pretty good job last night of just summarizing these revelations. It's a fairly lengthy clip, but go ahead and play clip one.
3: What we learned on Friday is that big tech works aggressively and in secret with government agencies to subvert the outcome of what the rest of us assumed were free and fair elections. During the 2020 election, Twitter did this with the help of the FBI, committing censorship on behalf of one candidate while working to hurt the other candidate. It is hard to imagine a more brazen attack on our democracy than this. This is not how our system is supposed to work. In fact, it's illegal. What Twitter did is a violation of the First Amendment, as well as of established campaign finance law. They never declared those contributions to the Biden campaign. That's a crime. We know that this happened. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a fact. But you wouldn't know it happened if you got your news from legacy media outlets in the U.S. In the days since Taibbi's jaw-dropping scoops, none of them have followed up on the story. And so they've dismissed the story as entirely normal. OF COURSE THE FBI WAS WORKING SECRETLY WITH TWITTER AND THE BIDEN CAMPAIGN TO CONTROL YOUR BRAIN BY LIMITING YOUR ACCESS TO FACTUAL INFORMATION. THAT'S HOW ELECTIONS WORK. OR THEY'RE ATTACKING MATT Taibbi PERSONALLY FOR DARING TO WRITE THE STORY. SO THE SAME PEOPLE WHO have SPENT WEEKS DEFENDING BILLIONAIRE CON ARTIST SAM Bankman-Fried, WHO AS OF TONIGHT YOU'LL BE HAPPY TO KNOW WAS STILL IN THE BAHAMAS, UNINDICTED, THOSE SAME PEOPLE ARE TELLING YOU THAT THE REAL CRIMINAL HERE is the guy who's uncovering illegal censorship in a presidential campaign. (laughs) It's hard to believe they're saying that. Oh, but they are. Here's a selection.
1: First of all, I just have to say that this whole thing is just ridiculous,
3: and it's not true. It was amazing to me that all of these sort of Fox News or whoever else jumped on this without ever fully understanding that it was basically meaningless what happened, and that actually turned out to be a good thing. Musk
0: seems fixated on a two-year-old story about Hunter Biden's laptop. This is what we in the cable business like to call a hot
1: take. And it reveals Elon Musk's profound ignorance of the First Amendment.
3: We now know it was a really helpful thing, actually, the Twitter files today, because we got to see how content moderation works. We got to see how when a group of people with differing political ideas and ideologies and views gets together in the spirit of making a platform safe and healthy. (laughs) THERE'S JUST SO MUCH THERE. AL SHARPTON TEAMING UP WITH a FORMER GEORGE W. BUSH aide TO TELL YOU CENSORSHIP IS GOOD. THE FIRST LADY SAYING, THIS UKRAINIAN COMPANY ALLEGEDLY PAID HUNTER BIDEN WHEN THERE'S NO ALLEGEDLY ABOUT IT, EVERYONE INVOLVED HAS ALREADY ADMITTED IT. AND THEN BEST OF ALL, ALI VELSHI, WE IN THE CABLE BUSINESS. ALI VELSHI HAS NEVER BEEN IN THE NEWS BUSINESS. PEOPLE IN THE NEWS BUSINESS COVER THE NEWS. PROPAGANDISTS CENSOR AND DISTORT THE NEWS. AND THAT'S WHAT YOU'RE WATCHING THERE. Thankfully, as always, their propaganda is crude and not very effective, mostly because it's so unbelievably not believable.
2: Pretty good summary of some of the things we covered yesterday on the show as, as well. That's Tucker from last night, Julie Kelly at American Greatness. She, she talks about who's really in control here, or maybe doesn't spell it out outright. But you know, it's, again, the spirit of Antiochus, Barack Obama, and, and just how much control. It's a brazen attack. Keep that in mind. It's a brazen attack against Israel. To, br- to blot out even the name, here's the American Greatness piece. It says, Recent disclosures by independent journalist Matt Taibbi confirmed what other reporters have been covering for the better part of two years. A lot of this we knew. It was obvious it was going on. but But to have the lid peeled off and to be able to see the actual communications between these traitors, these treasonous actors. Further on, she says, anticipating ramped up coverage on the right, as well as the issuance of a long-awaited Senate report detailing the Biden's grift, Democrats and their government apparatchiks swung into action. To do so required a cut-and-paste job involving the same bad actors responsible for Russiagate in 2016. She's describing what they had to do to cover up now the Hunter Biden laptop in 2020. And keep in mind, like I said yesterday on the show, Bill Barr, his DOJ, had the laptop in December of 2019. So he's responsible. Whether or not he knew every detail of what was happening, who knows? But he's responsible He was running the agency that wasn't trying to expose what was on the laptop or to indict Hunter or anybody in the Biden family for that matter. They were trying to cover it up. 10% for the big guy. A 10% cut from coming from the communist Chinese and going directly to Joe Biden. This was the family business to sell influence. It says here, Biden and his loyalists from Brennan and Clapper to Baker, acted as a government in exile of sorts. Keep in mind that in the latter part of 2020, as I say, Donald Trump's in power. He has his guy, Bill Barr, in charge of the DOJ. It shows you just how strong that spirit of Antiochus is. And it also shows you how thorough the house cleaning was for Barack Obama when he was in the White House for eight years. He was purging those agencies, weaponizing them so that he can turn them all against his political opponents. This is why Donald Trump has been persecuted nonstop ever since coming down that escalator escalator in 2015. Julie Kelly says, No one can argue with a straight face that Donald Trump had any handle on the FBI or national security apparatus, let alone thousands of bureaucrats politically aligned with Biden and Barack Obama In Washington, D.C., here's Barack Obama again, making the rounds. And you see his people all over the place. Eric Holder, he's making the rounds now. You know, they're always on offense. It's always a vicious attack. It's always some kind of vicious attack. It says here, uh, and the media relied on these former federal officials for years in a classic appeal to authority, forcing the public to accept their anti-Trump rants as an act of good faith rather than the subversive operation it was in reality the subversive operation they they weren't even power but she calls them a like a government in exile a shadow government who gave the who gave those marching orders she refers to James Baker and then Biden and all the collusion with big tech and silicon valley And Kelly concludes here by saying it's folly to think simply because Biden, his campaign advisors, and former Obama White House staffers didn't wear official government titles in 2020 that they somehow couldn't run the government side of the operation to censor the laptop material. They were directing this. They were directing the censorship of these stories and promoting other false narratives instead. She says power in Washington is for the lifers like Biden, not elected outliers like Trump. Anyone who argues otherwise is either desperately naive or intentionally dishonest. And so that's what you see in montages like what Tucker played there. A lot of intentional dishonesty, lying, deception. As I say, the spirit of Antiochus, so, so strong, so strong and and the brazen, audacious attacks. The goal, again, just look at Second Kings 14, tells you everything that you need to know. Listen to this clip from Rand Paul. This is uh, clip three.
1: Senator, how far back does all this go? Well, it goes deep and is throughout all the higher echelon of the FBI. Look at what they did to Ron Johnson. They released to the public in Wisconsin that somehow he was uh, being influenced by Russian disinformation. And yet they they allowed that to to be leaked, it was an FBI leak, and that was disinformation that tried to hurt him in his election. So yes, we have to do something about this. And the left crows about, oh, disinformation, disinformation. It's coming from government. Government is influencing our elections. I mean, that's a very serious situation. So is bringing this to light going to change anything, Senator? Well, the thing is, is we're finally going to have some investigations. We've had nothing but stonewalling. And one of the great advantages to having a Republican House is now we will, for the first time, be able to look at this and exert some oversight on this, frankly, criminal behavior within the government.
2: It's always amazing to me when he's right there in the halls of Congress giving a live interview and, and talking about all the criminals in government. They're in control. The, the communists are in control. The insurrectionists have, have taken over. This uh, Eric Holder, he's, as I say, making the rounds, and he's talking about just how important, well, at least Sundance, at conservative free house, refers to him and Obama, and just how, how radicalized the, well, all of the election processes are in state by state. Just what they've done to go in and expand voter rolls Somebody that's getting a a new license for the first time automatically put on the voter, just so that they can harvest ballots. Sundance says this in 2018 midterm elections. We all watched the outcome of that process surface in the weeks following Election Day. It became the election month starting in 2018. And of course, it was like it was on steroids in 2020 with the covid scandemic. It says, as each day passed, more and more California mail-in ballots were being counted, and day-by-day Republicans who won an election day in 2018 watched their lead evaporate. It says, what happened in California... In the California 2018 midterm election surrounding statewide ballot distribution collection harvesting and eventual presentation to the counting and tabulation facilities was the beta test for the 2020 COVID-inspired national ballot mailing process. You've got to go back and look at this history to see how the, the, the attack has played out. And, and shame on those that would just say, forget about, they're already doing it. Just get it certified. It was certified yesterday, I believe, in Arizona. So now they got to move on. Intense pressure put upon Carrie Lake. you got to give up in this fight. And, and she's not getting much in the way of help coming from the courts. Not yet. But there's a lot of Republicans that just want to move forward. You know, she wants to fight it with a few people in Arizona, but the Republican leadership in Arizona, they won't support her. They won't stand up to this, this attack, this brazen attack. They just want to move ahead to 2024. But look, the system's already in place. They had the trial run in 2018 in California. Then they had it running all through the swing states in 2020. And then look at what they did in 2022, just a, a few weeks ago. As I say, Carrie Lakes, she's filed lawsuits uh, about this corruption in Maricopa County, but she just can't get any support from the establishment. I mean, the governor, the outgoing governor in Arizona right now, he's a Republican. But she can't get any support. So Carrie Katie Hobbs, the opponent, she, she was actually, if you can believe it, she was actually running the election she was in collusion with Big Tech to censor opposition voices. She uh she threatened uh counties, Mojave and Cochise, C- C- I believe it is, county and said if you don't certify, we're coming after you. We're going to put you in prison. So she comes out and certifies her own election as governor. It's unbelievable. The level of corruption. This uh, article here, article here at Epic Times talking about some of the lawsuits that Carrie Lake has filed. There was one earlier this year uh, that she filed, and the judge has since fined and sanctioned her attorneys, Carrie Lake's attorneys. This is from Epic Times. It says, Judge John Tucci the, of the U.S. District Court for the District of Arizona, who rejected a Lake lawsuit earlier this year, moved to fine attorneys for Lake and uh, Republican Secretary of State candidate Mark Fencham. So, again, a vicious attack coming from every direction. In another lawsuit, Lake's trying to get documents just so that she can, you know, fill in details for her petition. And uh, the county, Maricopa County, they just drag their feet. No, we've got other things. We've got other document requests that are more important. So you just got to wait in line. here, Here again, just wait out the clock. Epic Times says Deputy County Attorney Joseph Bronco uh, told Maricopa County Superior Court Judge Scott Blaney in a hearing on December 3rd that Lake is entitled to the county's records, according to local media reports. However, uh, Bronco claimed that the Republican candidate is jumping to the front of the line. So, yeah, she can. Uh, technically speaking, she can get to the, uh, the documents, but she's got to wait in line. I mean, come on. We've got others. We've got others in front of her. And so we'll just take care of it when we can get around to it. My father makes a pretty strong point in this, uh, this featured article in the forthcoming Trumpet magazine. This is the January 2023 issue. But he says, really, the war is over the machines or the control of the elections. And Barack Obama knows this. He said as much back and we played that clip for you last week or the week before he knows that if you, can, if you can control the equipment, if you can control the process, if you can control the election, then you can win because you can, you can cheat your way to victory every time. Like Sundance brings out. They gave it a trial run in California just four years ago. And now, I mean, it's, it's humming on all cylinders. They know how to do it. It says here, this is from the, the Trumpet magazine, it looks like Joe Biden will run again, and he would probably win if they don't get rid of the machines. Somehow, somehow, and my father, of course, builds the article around Second Kings 14, but it says somehow God is going to have to make them face that reality. They must reach the point where they check the machines. God will teach them face-to-face, or God will teach them to face what they have been unwilling to face. This is what God's trying to help us see. As I said yesterday, when you start peeling off the layers covering this deception and you see the collusion between Brennan, Clapper, all the Obama people, and the Twitter police, and Facebook was in on it as well, when you start seeing all of that, I mean, you have to then go to 2020. Look at what they're willing to do to blot out even the name. To destroy Jeroboam or to destroy the British royal family. And you think they wouldn't try to steal an election? It says here, uh, God had a a hand in allowing the machines to run the course. He says he he could have changed that. He could have had Republicans win everything. But something has to wake them up to make them see what Donald Trump and Mike Lindell see. See he won't he won't let it go Donald Trump well Lindell for his part as well my father concludes here i believe putting them through a trial like this is the only way god can jolt some of these people awake there's no helper there except god god sees everything that's happening and these criminals are going to run up against something they have never faced before see in the end they lose in the end they're exposed In the end, God is the one who turns the tables on them. It says God is going to save Israel. Otherwise, Barack Obama would blot out the name of Israel. So as I say, on that featured article, he really does pinpoint that the the war here is over the machines. It's over the election process. Sundance had another uh, article about Donald Trump his interpretation of the Constitution, saying that the rules and regulations and even the Constitution needs to be uh, suspended or terminated for a time to fix this, this fraud. And as Sundance brings out, the reason Trump worded it that way is because there's really nothing in the Constitution about what to do regarding obvious fraud or what to do after an, an election has been fraudulently certified. You can see why it was so important for them to incite a riot or a protest gone awry on January 6th. They had to get it certified before these hundred members of Congress uh, presented evidence of fraud that might have prevented states from going forward and certifying. So they incite this fedsurrection. Let's call it what it is. In an attempt to get it fraudulently certified, it says here at Conservative Treehouse, obviously it would be frustrating for President Trump to ask legal advisors what can be done about certified results from fraudulently constructed elections. The reply from the legal advisors around the state certification would frustrate anybody because the Constitution permits fraudulent elections. The decision on how to conduct elections is entirely up to the state's. So if the states allow the cheating, if you've got rhinos in place in Arizona or wherever, and they just let this go, there's really, really very little that you can use the Constitution uh, to, to turn this around. There's really very little that a federal court can do to offer recourse to those who have legitimate grievances and piles of evidence that it was stolen. Trump, by the way, he came out and clarified that statement where he talked about the termination of the Constitution. He says the fake news is actually trying to convince the American people that I said I wanted to terminate the Constitution. This is simply more disinformation and lies, just like Russia, 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 and all of their other hoaxes and scams. Well, see, like I said yesterday, isn't it I mean, isn't it rich for those who've been shredding the Constitution? in order to fundamentally transform the United States. Now, all of a sudden, they're champions for constitutional law. Now, all of a sudden, they're defenders of what the founders established. We're going to see if that uh, turns on them in the end. It'll be fascinating, of course, to watch, to see how God turns the tables on these uh, these insurrectionists. This is from PJ Media. Uh, She's commenting again on... Uh, what do you do if an election is uh, is stolen? If, it, if it's stolen in a constitutional republic, I mean, do you really have a constitutional republic left? That's the point she brings out. It says, presuming a situation for the sake of argument where the 2020 election was stolen for for Trump, uh, it says the current administration would be illegitimate and stolen from Trump. I should say. With the current administration would be illegitimate and the United States would have ceased to be a republic. It says in that case, the Constitution and other Republican laws would be, in fact, uh, help the American people uh, because they, they, they only work as protection under a system of government that would have ceased to exist. It says perhaps instead of falsely accusing Trump of wanting to end the Constitution, the media should instead take on the argument that I just articulated She says, finally, the truly controversial and bombshell thing that Trump claimed was that we are no longer living in a republic. That's what the media and the American people should be debating. Well, more and more people are waking up to what has happened and what is happening to the United States. If you want the full story from God's perspective, make sure that you call our operators and request America Under Attack, the 800 number if you live in the United States, Canada, the Caribbean it's 1-866-930-3024 You're listening to Stephen Flurry and this is The Trumpet Daily We'll be right back The Trumpet Daily
0: One third of your Bible is prophecy and 90% of it is for our time today This is why when you study Bible prophecy, you often read statements like in that day, in the last days, and at the time of the end. Biblical prophecy is what makes the Bible so relevant to today, so essential to understanding our modern world. Most people, even in the world of religion, assume that nations like Britain, America, Germany, Russia and China are not mentioned in Bible prophecy. But if prophecy is mainly for our time today how could the Bible ignore some of the most powerful and prominent nations of today? The key to understanding prophecy is knowing the biblical identities of modern nations. Learn about these identities in Herbert W. Armstrong's book, The United States and Britain in Prophecy. In this book you will learn about the astonishing identity of the American and British people in Biblical Prophecies. Request your free copy today. The United States and Britain in Prophecy. The Trumpet Daily.
2: As I mentioned in the first segment, there really are many fascinating parallels between what happened in The worldwide Church of God following the the death of Herbert Armstrong and what we're seeing seeing happen in our nations today Ephraim Manasseh little Judah but but America in particular coming under attack this this vicious communist insurrection if you look at uh, Barack Obama's vow there in 2008 to fundamentally transform the United States of America again just looking at some of these parallels what about the the fundamental transformation of the Worldwide Church of God by the Tikkatus and their fellows, Joe Tikkat Jr.? He he titled his book, his 1997 book, "Transformed by Truth of All Things." I, I played that clip for you from Obama, that that one from 2008, where he talked about you know both sides monkeying around with elections. And he, he presents himself as a truth-teller. He's kind of above the fray. There's the one side here, politically. There's the other side. And then there's me, Barack Obama. There's the spirit of Antiochus. We, uh, we saw that spirit working, as I say, working its ways of destruction during the lawsuit over Mystery of the Ages. Here's Mr. Dekach, Jr., talking about the transformation that happened early on in the Worldwide Church of God. Now that Mr. Armstrong was out of the way, just like it says in 2 Thessalonians 2, they started changing everything. And this is how Tkach Jr. remembers some of this history that we were actually involved in or part of. It says, Early on, there were some astute members who saw that the first two or three changes we made required that other changes would soon have to be made they accurately predicted most of the corrections we announced in the following three or four years it, he's talking about us basically the the philadelphia church of god my father's fired on on december 7th 1989 and the church starts with virtually nothing but god blessed the growth and the development of his church he raised up the ruins. And so much of what we were doing in those early years of the PCG, it was exposing this Laodicean rebellion for what it was. And we were there saying, well, look, if they're going to change the Bible teaching about born again, for example, well, then that leads to this and this and this change as well. It has to. So here's Tkach Jr. saying, some of them, uh, they they were astute observers of what was happening in the church. I mean, it sounds so righteous. He's just really trying to to tell you, to convince you that, look, this was a transformation by truth and it was just kind of an innocent coming-of-age story. We we were just following the, the light of Jesus Christ. He's a liar. It says here, it looked as if they had more credibility than we did. I freely admit it appeared as though we really did have some sort of hidden agenda and we weren't telling the whole story. They did have a hidden agenda, and that was exposed in court. That was exposed. This is why they didn't want to turn over all the discovery. That's why, go back and read this in Raising the Ruins. We, they basically called us in October of 2002 and, uh, and two, and they said, hey, we don't wanna to go to damages trial. They had won the lawsuit. And so we were preparing for damages. How much are we gonna to have to pay them? Because we hurt them by printing Mystery of the Ages. So we were preparing for the damages suit. They call us out of the blue on October 14th, 2002, and they said, hey, we'd, we'd like to settle. We don't wanna go through the damages trial. So we finally reach all the terms of agreement on the settlement. And it was finalized on the anniversary of Herbert Armstrong's death, January sixteenth, two 2003. And then in the days that followed, they insisted, oh, and by the way, part of this agreement or part of the terms of this agreement is that you have to turn over all the discovery that we gave to you for the purposes of, of fighting this in court. You have to give all of that back, and you can't use it, you can't print it, you can't talk about it. And so my father said, no way. No way. That's part of the package here. We want mystery of the ages. We want incredible human potential. We want the correspondence course, the autobiography, all these booklets, and the discovery. The discovery as well. Just piles of documents that told the story, that told the truth about the hidden agenda. Why, if they were just in this innocent coming-of-age experience, why wouldn't they want all of the discovery documents revealed to the public? Well, because it revealed that they were liars. Lots of similar parallels, as I say. They don't, that's why heads were exploding over the weekend when Elon Musk lifted the lid on these corrupt communications between the deep state and Twitter, because it reveals that they lie. It reveals that they're suppressing free speech. The government, the United States government. It reveals that they're trashing the First Amendment. They're just—they're shredding the Constitution. This is from America Under Attack. Satan is always working to cast the truth to the ground. God is a God of truth. His word is truth. His law is truth and right, or true and right and keeping it makes our lives happy, orderly, and blessed. His way is the way of goodness, righteousness, law, and order. See, we have to be defenders of that way of life. We have to fight for the truth, or it gets buried. It gets blotted out. My father says, A truthful, law-abiding society, even keeping man-made laws, is far more stable than a lawless one. Satan is the god of this world. Satan, the god of this world, is a deceiver. He's a liar and the father of liars. That's in John 8 and verse 44. He hates the truth. He relishes lawlessness and disorder. It says, when you see a spirit of deceit and lawlessness at work, you know the devil is behind that. And then he goes on and talks about the, uh, the stunning history of parallels between the Laodicean rebellion and between what we're seeing and, and, and with what we're seeing today in our nations. Notice 1 John 2 and verse 18. This is from the Revised Standard Version. And John says, Children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. Therefore, we know that it is the last hour. We know we're living in the last hour. I mean, this is like no other time in history. Satan has been cast down. His demons are confined to this earth. And they're the reason for all the many troubles that we see on earth today. Now, the exciting uh, component of this is that if you're supporting God's work, I mean, it's the the one work of of hope, uh, grounded in truth. It's a great privilege. It's a tremendous honor to be able to help and to support and to contribute to God's work. It is, after all, God's, and we have an opportunity to be part of it. In the Last Hour book, my father writes, John is telling us how to know it is the last hour. We know. We know the last hour is here when we see many antichrists, most of God's own people, at least in spirit, are fighting against Christ. Look at, look at how many people there are in the world today who are fighting against any institution that, that was raised up by God or that God at least helped to put in place. And now it's just coming under vicious assault, a brazen attack. As I covered in the first segment, verse 19 continues here. This is 1 John 2. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us... They would no doubt have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not they were not all of us. These antichrists, these these people fighting against Christ, they went out from the church. This is in the last hour, it says, the spirit of antichrist is rampant in the world. I mean, there's a direct and very specific application to these antichrists, and that's brought out in the last hour, but but the spirit of Antichrist, the spirit fighting against all things of God in an effort to just blot it out entirely, to bury the truth, to cast it to the ground, like it says in Daniel 8. That spirit is rampant in this world. He says, for years we thought this was the essential understanding about Antichrist, but now God has revealed through John's epistles that the primary warning about Antichrist is within God's own church. And so we lived through this history in the late 1980s, the early 1990s, and you see, again, some pretty stunning parallels with what's happening in our nation today. It says on page uh, 5 of the last hour, Anybody who fights against Christ's very elect and tries to destroy their work of proclaiming the truth is an antichrist. The WCG fought in court to destroy Mr. Armstrong's books and booklets. Revelation from God. The leaders wanted to totally blot out God's truth so nothing could, so that nobody could read and study it. See, same language there in the, the last hour. They wanted to blot out the truth. Joseph Tkach said, said as much in his, his book, Transformed by Truth. We have a Christian duty to keep it out of print. We have a Christian duty. In their minds, it was Christian to try to keep you from reading Mystery of the Ages. In fact, it was a brazen attack on God's truth. It says here, they became vile antichrist by actively supporting Satan and the devil, the ultimate uh, sin. Notice uh, Daniel chapter 8. Daniel chapter 8. My father in that book he talks about, you know, those, were, those who were actively fighting against us, fighting against Christ during that lawsuit. But then he also speaks of the, the, uh, the ones who were in neutral positions and how satanic that position is as well because you're not fighting, you're not supporting God's work. There, there were a lot of, you know, spiritual rhinos, so to speak, back in the early 1990s maybe some that kind of were secretively cheering us on to, to win the lawsuit, to, to win the rights to mystery of the ages, but they weren't, actually, they weren't actually fighting. They weren't in the fight. They weren't supporting God's work. Look at the spirit of compromise and surrender, particularly among Republicans that just won't, they won't fight for Kerry Lake. They, they didn't fight for Donald Trump still don't so many of them even when it's so obvious there was corruption i mean just the laptop story alone is an election changing event there've been there've been surveys since the election saying that what was it 10 15% of voters who voted for Biden would have voted the other way. I mean, this is just if you leave aside the obvious stealing, the mules, the machines, and all that, but just the Hunter Biden laptop alone and the fact that the federal government was working in collusion with Twitter, with Facebook. It's just like I said on yesterday's show. That's why Twitter was so quick to censor, just within hours. They were so quick to cover it all up. Because they had been prepped for it the deep state had said hey it's coming it's going to happen in October and it's going to be about Hunter Biden so just be ready to hit the censor button and they sure they sure did Daniel 8 in verse 11 it says yes he magnified himself uh, even against it should read against the prince of the host and by him the daily was taken away and the place of his sanctuary was cast down and an host was given him against the daily, that's God's work, by reason of transgression, and it, and it cast down the truth to the ground, and it practiced, and it prospered. I mean, this, this satanic assault, it practiced and it prospered because there was so much sin. That's what happens when we compromise with God's law, and we let sin into our hearts. I mean, it spreads like leaven. The Apostle Paul expounded on this in 1 Corinthians. It just spreads like cancer unless we get it out, unless we cut it out of our existence. It practiced, it prospered because of transgression, and notice what the movement was really all about, casting truth to the ground. A war over truth, that's what we're in. It says in America Under Attack, when human beings reject God's truth, they start worshiping their own opinions. They start thinking like Satan. When this type of thinking becomes entrenched enough, people stop even caring about the difference between true and false. They don't even care. They just throw tantrums. Their heads explode if they get exposed or they, if it doesn't go their way. They just scream. It's will worship. It's, it's childish It's little children, basically, oppressing the nations, oppressing our nation. It says Satan's broadcasts make us impervious to reason if we allow it. That's the new age Hitler uh, worked toward. This is the world that Satan wants. This influence has taken over America's political scene. And then he asks, can you recognize it? Can you see this influence? Can you see how that it's taken over the political scene? Can you see how all of these, these actors are are compromised, as I was saying on yesterday's show? In John 8 and verse 44, it speaks of the devil saying that he was a murderer from the beginning. He abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. It says when Satan speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he's a liar and the father of it. He's the father of lies. That's the way Jesus put it. I mean, Jesus didn't try to whitewash it, Jesus didn't try to sugarcoat it in any way. He just said it straight up. He's the father of lies. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4 that he's the God of this world. It's why this world is in such trouble. Dangerous, perilous times are upon us because of this. This is from the New Throne of David. I quoted from that in the first segment. But it talks about, again, the attack on God's people, the the sickness. It says here, Before Mr. Armstrong's death, WCG leaders acted as though they were committed to the work. They appeared righteous. They talked so seriously about obeying God. They said so many heroic things. But when he died, their real fruits were revealed. As I say, there's some really stunning parallels between that history from the 80s and 90s and what we're seeing today. Their fruits, you see, judge them by their fruits. What are they doing? Forget about what they say for a moment. They sound like angels of light, but what are they actually doing? That's what we were exposing in court when we were fighting for mystery of the ages, and this is why they wanted it out. Satan hates to be exposed. He hates to be exposed as the liar and the murderer that he is. God's people have a responsibility, if we're serving God, to shine light, to, to, to shine light upon this, to expose it just to finish this quote, their real character manifested itself. Overnight, these men turned away from all the truth that God had revealed to Mr. Armstrong, and they left God. It's amazing that they could stand up and preach for all those years and then just get up and walk away, in some cases for nothing more than a paycheck. A great rebellion, a great falling away. That's how it's described in 2 Thessalonians 2. God talks in the Proverbs, I'm about out of time, but he talks in the Proverbs about just how much he hates that spirit of deception, how much he hates lying. Look at at the, the problems that we have on earth today because of this spirit of Antiochus because of this spirit of deception and lies if you haven't requested America under attack make sure you call our operators today the 800 number 1-866-930-3024 you are listening to Stephen Flurry and this is the Trumpet Daily we certainly appreciate you joining us on today's show and we'll see you tomorrow